Hey everybody, what is going on and welcome back to a very extended break from podcast. Welcome back to Guardian Down Podcast. Of course, I'm joined with uh, whatever your name is. God damn it, it's it. <laughs> and of course, uh, Julian, because I don't know if he has a cool screen name or not. So it's been a while. It's been a long while since our last one. If I remember correctly, our last episode was back, I think, September of 2014. So we, we took like an eight-month break, which isn't that much. But, of course, uh, we're going to be trying to do this. <laughs> we're going to be trying to back and do this weekly uh, so we can have a podcast and talk for like an half an hour or so. Just about the current things in Destiny, what we're excited about, our opinions and all that. And, of course, Julian hasn't said anything yet, so you guys don't know his voice. In the can, can, we, can we keep it that way? Do I? Do I have? I mean, talk? is that a thing? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, sorry. That's what a podcast is. That's true. Hello, YouTube. How's it going? Not just YouTube. And hello, iTunes, and hello, SoundCloud. And everywhere else. Hey, all those people. So, Julian, I don't know this, but like, are you coming back next week, or are you just going to guest, or what are I you? Might, what are you? I'm not at work. I will definitely come back on. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, we have a big list of topics to go through, and, uh, of course, we all have our separated opinions on them and all that good stuff. And the first one I really want to talk about is kind of one of the biggest things happening with the Taken King was, of course, a good old-fashioned Dinklebot, Peter Dinklage, is finally getting replaced by a real voice actor, uh, Nolan North. So, you probably all know Nolan North from several titles like Assassin's Creed. He played Desmond and Saintro. You could be him. Uh, as the president or the boss, whatever you want to call him these days. Uncharted, you know. Yeah, he was uh, Drake on Uncharted. He was Deadpool. He was all kinds of things. I know Julian want to talk about this a bit, so I'm going to let him take the lead on this one. Because, uh, I don't know why not. He's excited for it. He's excited. It's going to be awesome. If, if you've played video games any time in the past ten years, uh, you should already know Nolan North's uh, voice. Him and Troy Baker. They're, if if Nolan North is in the game, Troy Baker's in the game, and vice versa. They're like the two <laughs> like voice actors of the current generation are Troy Baker and Nolan North. Uh, funny thing about both of them is that you could play either Troy Baker or Nolan North in Saints Row 4. That is true. Uh, Troy Baker was male voice number one, and then Nolan North was just categorized as Nolan North because he's, he's Nolan, North, Nolan North. He serves that title. Uh, which is very interesting. I'm I'm actually really excited because Dinklebot did not really deliver the enthusiasm of a ghost. He was really boring, really monotone. I know he's a robot, but he didn't have to sound that he sounded uh, unenthused. <laughs> and of course, he had really cheesy lines as well. Uh, one going back to the world's grave, not ours, and we've awoken the hive. And everybody knows back in Alpha, um, the best line of, of course, Alpha was. That wizard came from the moon, which uh, we all know, of course, now he has. Which is very interesting. So, I mean, Trevor, do you have anything to say about this? Freaking, yeah, I, I realize I was letting you two talk, but uh, freaking, I mean, I, I like the idea. I really enjoy it. I just find it really strange that, you know, freaking over one year of the fucking game, you're like, oh, we're going to remove him entirely. Fucking, like, <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. I but at least now that they're removing him, they're going back and doing every other mission with Nolan North. They're yeah. not just doing a half Peter Dinklage and then 
Haha, ha, you downloaded a new uh, a new voice pack for one ninety nine from Activision. It's like, God oh, I'm going north now. Fucking call it the ghost. Yeah, I have to I have to poke fun just because I can. Hey, I I fucking got the Snoop Dogg one, okay? Yeah, well, so did I. I, I also Snoop did. Dogg. You have to. <laughs> Activision knows how to take my money. No, no, that's 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 acceptable. Was it two dollars? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was two dollars. Two dollars. Okay, I mean, yeah, two dollars for Snoop Dogg. I mean, the value. <laughs> But it is interesting, you know, we got so accustomed to Dinklebot being Dinklebot and now Nolan North, who is, I, but, you know, we have to, we have to assume why, and it's probably because Pierre Dinklage is so busy with Game of Thrones, and Nolan North is a voice actor by trade, I guess, is what you can say, but, um, I'm excited. I, I think he'll do a good job. I mean, there's not really much to say about it, except he'll probably bring a lot more life to the ghost than Peter Dinklage ever did. Yeah, I will, I definitely agree on that. And, you know, bringing more life to the ghost, of course, is also happening in-game. Because now, in Taken King, your ghost, uh, there's going to be more shells. And ghosts are not going to have light stat to them, and they're all going to have their own perks as well, which is going to be very fun as well. Um, these ghosts are kind of pointless. There's only two ghost shells in the game, I think. There was basic ghosts and then collector's edition ghosts, and they didn't do anything except be different colors. Yeah, that's all there is, which is... <laughs> but now, of course, ghosts do things now. Uh, one perk, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, people have been talking about, especially Game Informer, was now that your your ghost can have an ability where you highlight certain materials for you. I know it's not really game-changing, but at least your ghost doing something is pretty cool. Yeah, at least it does something instead of just... Yeah, exactly. Open doors. And that's really, so that's once, really <laughs> useful, too. Yeah, you know, uh, I know material farming isn't really a thing anymore, but you just go and buy all your materials with marks. But, you know, whatever. At least they're introducing farming back somehow by making it a lot easier on players. Yeah. So, the next thing I want to talk about, of course, is the huge uh, weapon nerfing and buffing happening to a lot of weapons that I know... Things are on there just so fucking retarded. I, I know you want to talk about this probably the most, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you lead on this one. I have my own opinions, but I want to hear yours, because I told you not to tell me anything before we talked about it. And I'm actually generally curious about what you have to say about the weapon nerfs and buffs. Uh, so whichever one you guys want to go first, be my guest. Alright, you know, so, uh, freaking the auto rifles, like, they're kind of making them SMGs. Like, they're reducing the base, uh, uh they're reducing the falloff damage and making them close to medium range weapons. Uh, the damage, uh, like okay, they're increasing the base damage, you know, on auto rifles. Um, the start damage fall off closer to players to emphasize its role as a close to medium range weapon. I, I mean, it's an auto rifle. I get it; they're close, but I honestly think they're good where they're at. What like what do you have to say about that? I mean, a while ago, I, I understand why they keep nerfing auto rifles because if you played an alpha and beta. And you play Crucible. Yeah, um, we all remember the beautiful Schengen C, which was the ultimate dominant beta <laughs> weapon. You would go into PvP with your Schengen C, and you couldn't, you, you, you won every gunfight, and that's how it was. Uh, and then they nerfed it for once, and when they nerfed it, you know, they were still good. They were viable weapons in PvP and PvE. Um, but I guess Bungie was like, we don't want to be that viable, even though they were fair weapons. And then they nerfed them again, and now. I don't think you go and play with a top-tier player in PvP or uh, PvE 
because nobody uses these auto rifles anymore. The entire Destiny meta. Everybody fucking uses so, Thorn. Yeah, it's it's Thorn, Hawk, Hawk Moon, Moon. Yeah, Hawk Moon. And Last Word. That's the whole- and the funny thing is, is that Last Word has a perk where it's fully automatic. So why are you, you know, punishing fully automatic weapons like auto rifles when the the last word is fully automatic and just dominates every auto rifle? Shouldn't there be some sort of auto rifle compared to last word in the terms of them both being automatic and dealing around the same damage? I don't know, but it's very strange that I, I, I do like what they're doing with the auto rifles. I really do think they need to get buffed. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're kind of I don't know if it's really a buff. It's more of a balance, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where they're giving them more damage, but the drop off. I mean, their drop off is already so bad. I don't think any really need to be changed. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Like, yeah, I, I don't even like. And they're boosting damage against AI combatants by ten percent, and it's like, okay, cool. That's that's pretty solid. Ten like percent. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think the buff should have been just ignore the drop-off. A drop-off is already really bad, and then just give it the 10% damage. It already feels like they're friggin' SMGs, so... That's what they're doing. If they're gonna keep pushing this SMG-like feel, they should just introduce a new weapon class called SMG, and just separate them into two different categories of... Assault rifles are medium-range, kinda medium rate of fire, and then SMGs are close-range, insane rate of fire. Um, but I, I don't know what they're really doing with that at that point. So assault rifles, what's your final opinion on them? I mean, I like what they're doing, but I also don't like it. Like some of the things, like the fall off, as we just talked about. Um, and you know, introducing like a SMG would just be for the best of everybody's interests, honestly. I mean, I know they're introducing a few new weapon classes in the Taken King. Uh, for one, they're definitely taking advantage of the new sidearm secondary, and they're bringing a lot more sidearms to the game. And another one that I completely forgot to put in our listing about new weapon classes, but there's been screenshots of a guy uh, with a sword icon in his heavy in his heavy slot. So if they're bringing swords, that'd be pretty sweet, but we, you know. <laughs> that would be. That, uh, when you got I, the, I would... the sort of Crota in the campaign or whatever, I, I was... Really sad when we couldn't use it in multiplayer or carry it around more than just in that mission. The one thing that was interesting about that, though, is that even though there was a sword in the heavy icon, there was also, I mean, in the heavy slot, there was also an ammo count by it. I'm not sure exactly how ammo is going to work with swords at all, but we do know that there actually is going to be a sword heavy uh, slot because it was actually shown in one of the gameplays for uh, the Taken King. It was kind of teased when you look at the bottom right and we're bottom left, and there was, yeah, an assault rifle a sniper, and then there was this unknown icon that resembled very much a sword. But I don't exactly understand what's going to happen with the ammo with the sword. I'm not sure if it's like the Sword of Crota where you slash and it'll do that cool effect. I don't really know. Maybe you only swing when it has ammo. It's probably closer to the Halo 3 energy sword and just the Halo series in general where you get a certain amount of hits with it. That's that's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, the energy sword, it it could one hit when you had ammo, but after you couldn't, it just became... uh, I don't even know, it just became like a little brick in your hand that you just swing at people. That was all it really was. Yeah. But uh, back on the topic of weapon changes that we currently know of, the big hand cannons and hand cannons in general are getting hit with another nerf because hand cannons are just too good. Dude, they, so, they are. <laughs> let's talk about the ones that are getting nerfed. 
Thorn, the last word, Hawkmoon, and the other one, which I can't remember well, its name. All Actually, all hand cannons are getting a, uh, you know... They're all getting nerfed, but these three in particular are getting special nerfs just for those categories. Yes. Um, uh, the Thorn, its damage over time, I think, is now does a lot less damage. Last word, I don't remember. I don't even know if they're... What are they doing with the last word? I kind of forgot. I know they're doing a special uh, nerf for that, but... So, with the last words, uh, they're reducing the range stat to 10, which it was originally 20. It's 20 right now. Uh, so they're just making it a lot close quarter. Uh, so the last word is now going to be more like assault rifles. Yeah, they're reducing the stability to 20 from 30 as well. Um, they're also reducing the effective range while in ADS. So they're just getting it a big old-fashioned. Um, this gun is not doing good at range anymore. However, they are increasing accuracy and precision damage aim assist scale when firing from the hip. Which is, well, that's what the gun was based on, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. Its entire purpose was, uh, like, if you look at its perks, it's all about firing and hip fire to deal cooler things. And then, and then they're, this one's a good one, what they're doing for it. They're, they, they're fixing a bug with the hip fire damage bonus applying incorrectly. That's good, because we all know that the last word is incredibly powerful as it is right now. Um, they really do need to fix the last word. It's probably the best hand cannon in the game if you not use it correctly. Yeah, and then as for just overall hand cannons, though, they are uh, start damage fall off closer to the player to limit long-range lethality. lethality. Uh, a small reduction in ADS accuracy targeted at making long-range snap shooting less reliable. Reducing the final accuracy when firing from hips. You know, fast firing from hip is less reliable. Uh, reduce magazine size for all base inventory stats. And reduce uh, base optic zoom for all hand cannons. ADS now grants more width in favor of depth, though. Julian, I'm kind of curious what we have to say about, you know, the big hand cannon nerf. Uh, that means I can't use the thorn anymore. It's not as good. <laughs> we don't know how it will be, though, to be honest. Like, we don't know how the feel will be for it when it... Um, well, at the moment, it takes, what, two shots? Two headshots. Yeah, and that's pretty easy. So, hopefully people can survive between three and four. That's all I'm asking for. I mean, the only class that can survive three shots, or two shots, is the uh, Warlock with the Ram, which is funny that the Warlock is the new tank. Yeah, that helmet is a little bit overpowered. Tier one, insane PvP helmet. Oh, you can survive everything with the fucking Ram. I, for example, just going off topic real quick, with the Ram helmet, freaking uh, in the Prison of Elders, like, the... Quadron or whatever, I don't remember, I can't remember his name entirely. Um, Kodron, the Vex, like, boss on the yeah. higher level. Yeah, Prince of guy. Uh, on the 34. You could literally survive, like, that shield that's supposed to kill you by just meleeing the shield with that helmet. <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> the Ram's a great helmet, but it should have been more of a, it should have been on Titans, I think. These Titans are supposed to be the big tanky melee guys. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Warlock is taking over that tank rule, um, just because they have sun. I mean, they have what's it called? The revive Phoenix perk. What's that class? I cannot remember for the life of me. Sunsinger. Yeah. They have Sunsinger to revive. They have the Ram to take all that armor hits. Uh, they're just the big tank now. 
So and damage so, dealer. Yeah, that's, they uh, the Destiny community is insisted that the Warlock is insanely overpowered, uh, which is good, but it's only really good because well, actually, it's good all around. It has probably the best melee perk of it being able to range and burn somebody and gain its life back. It also probably has now the best survivability with it. The Ram has the this is debatable, but a lot of people think it has a really good jump, also because it has Blink. But a lot of people just think the Warlock is the best class currently, which I am on that boat of agreeing with. Uh, the Titan is kind of falling behind in how good a class should be. Titans just feel kind of meh. Um, and Hunters are kind of the medium between the two. I don't know how you guys think about subclasses, but I really do think that Warlock is the top subclass, or just top class at the moment. Uh, with both its offense and defensive kind of plays, with Voidwalker and Sunsinger. I, I think it depends on what mode you're playing. Because uh, if you're in PvE, the Titan Shield is still extremely useful. That's where, yeah, that's one good place where the Titan's uh, viable, but if you're using a bubble in PvP, um, a Warlock or pretty much, I guess, you know, the new Titan with the Solar Hammer things... Uh, a super can break the Titan's shield, the Titan's bubble, I should say, and kill everybody inside, which is what a lot of people don't like, is that the bubble can't survive a super, um, which it should be, because it's a super versus super. Um, but the, the defensive super should probably win in that case, especially because it's a Titan. Uh, and a golden gun can shoot the shield and break it, and then kill everybody inside with the last two shots, or if he's using combustion, he can just shoot well, and kill everybody inside well, with one. Well, take two golden gun shots, so if you don't have, like, the helmet... Uh, well, don't you get three by default? You get three by default, so you can kill yeah, one. Yeah, so you, you shoot two at the shield, and then you have combustion on. You kill one guy, and it blows up and kills everybody else that, inside. That is very true. That is very true. So the Titan's bubble I really needs to get some sort of love. And then the Striker's P, like, uh, the Striker is just is incredibly weak compared to all the other damage-dealing ones, because you don't get any increased armor while you're in air. You could, you could do your super and then die immediately before you're doing your slam. And then if you don't kill kill everybody with your super, now you're in the middle of the entire enemy group and you're going to die. Um, which is, I don't know, I, I think, I, I do think Titans need a bit of love, especially. I, hunters are fair. Hunters are now getting that new support class, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, let's go back to the weapon, weapon balancing. Yeah. Uh, real quick, so with fusion rifles, I'm going to talk about those real quick. Um, the changes. So, uh... With, like, the, the fusion rifles that are slow charging and they have a really high impact, they are actually decreasing the range with those, so it's going to make it more difficult to max out range for these weapons. Uh, you know, so you won't be able to, like, snipe them with them anymore. Um, is what, like, fucking Pocket Infinity was? Yeah, the exotic? Yeah, I think it was. That was overpowered. Pocket Infinity... Um, it definitely saw its shine in PvP at some point, but a lot of people start stopped using uh, fusion rifles in yeah. PvP. I mean, they just... Other guns started taking their place. Top Shotguns top. and snipers definitely became a lot more viable, and fusion rifles kind of fell off the deep end. Yeah. Uh, especially with shotguns being around, where you just blink shotgun, which is one of the bigger uh, metas in the PvP at the moment, is blink shotgun. Which is incredibly... It's a, it's a good tactic, but it's Kind of at that point of it being kind of broken, uh, which I guess is why they're nerfing shotguns as well. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then they're also decreasing the uh, projectile speed for fusion rifles. 
Uh, Fusion Rifles are already pretty slow, though, right? Yeah, like the yeah. projectile speed. They're, they're trying to emphasize, uh, emphasize the need to lead a target outside medium range. I never really thought Fusion Rifles at all were viable at medium range. I never thought... I, I, um, I, just, I, I agree, they're not, so... They're point blank kind of weapons. They're just the they're, they're just shotguns with a charge up time, which is there's why only not there's only anymore. one that's one that's really long range. Mythoclast? No, not even the Mythoclast. It's the the like the sniper fusion rifle from the uh, Queen Breakers bow. Yeah, Queen's Breakers. I have it. That gun is incredible, by the way. Love it. <laughs> that gun's fun I love as well. it. It's so fun to use. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't think fusion rifles need to get any nerf. They're they're already bad as they are. They they see literally zero play in PVE at the moment. Yeah, and they don't, and they're very limited in PVP. So I don't I don't really understand. But they are improving the accuracy for short range fusion rifles, though. So they're making them more like shotguns again. Yes, and they're reducing the accuracy for long range ones. Hmm. I mean, I. I think if anything happened to fusion rifles, they should have just got buffed in PVE and just left alone in PVP. Yeah, to be honest, that is that is very true. But that's all the changes they're doing for fusion rifles. Now I want to talk about the um, the controversial changes happening. Uh, starting off with Black Hammer, which is the Crota sniper, which became the top tier dominant PVE uh, sniper in the game. Uh, because everybody knows the perk is that if you get three precision shots, it gives you three free bullets and automatically reloads the gun without doing anything. Oh. So what they're doing with the Black Hammer is now, instead of giving you three free bullets, they're taking three bullets out of your current ammo to the Black Hammer. Oh, that's actually... I just, I just read that, actually. Holy, that is... And there's, there's two sides of this. And one thing is, first off, the Black Hammer, yes, it is the best sniper in the game right now, currently for PvE, um, unless you want to use an exotic sniper like Icebreaker, because if you... Because we all know strike bosses are really, uh, what's it called, one-faced, where they don't do anything special. They walk around, and they're big bullet sponges. So if you, if you have decent skills, you can just easily keep shooting them and keep getting your bullets back. Yeah, and they increased the ammo inventory to 18, though, on it. But, you know, still... But that's really curious to me, because what's the point at, like, at this point in the game where you, you should nerf a black hammer, especially when... Um, We'll talk about it later, but old legendary weapons are pointless. So what, why why even go back and nerf a gun that is not going to be viable in the Taken King? Yeah, I just like I'm reading right now. I I, I know I should have already had this information in my head, but um, Black Hammer. You know, they said while technically not an exotic, this weapon was ch- uh, chased as if it were. Currently, it's the only sniper rifle that is more capable of ending a PVE boss faster than the Icebreaker. So they're they're comparing it to the icebreaker right now. They're, okay, like, but <laughs> the icebreaker as well getting nerfed. Yes, which doesn't need to get nerfed at all. Um, Julian, you haven't talked in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I want, listening. I want to hear your opinion on Black Hammer and Icebreaker getting nerfed when those are two weapons I do not think should get nerfed at all. Um. Well, I can see why they're nerfing it. Um, it kind of reminds me, uh, this is Black Hammer, of the Bad Juju when it came out for a while. Um, okay. <laughs> Go on. Okay, but not Black Hammer. What about Icebreaker, though? Icebreaker. Um, 
I think it's fine how it is. It's not really overpowered. Exactly. And what they're doing is now they're making it take even longer to get that bullet yeah. back. Yeah, increasing recharge time for icebreaker rounds one to every eight seconds, which originally was one every five seconds. Uh, so they're almost doubling that. Yeah. Uh, icebreaker. We've all done it. Hunter, uh, hun- uh, hunker down in the back of the map with your lunchbox picnic table, a sci-fi paperback, and icebreaker. Kill all the enemies, wait for more to show up, kill the one- those ones too, put a few shots on the boss, make a sandwich... Finish the strike and then collect your reward. That isn't uh, Hawk Moon and move on. The recharging ammo of Icebreaker has become a staple for the PvE game. We don't want to completely destroy that because a really great thing happens when all of a sudden you need Icebreaker and you're still waiting on that next round to show up. In that moment, there's an interesting tension at play. You need to think about how you spend your next few seconds while it recharges. We are going to amplify that tension by increasing the recharge duration by a few seconds. So, now it takes... 48 seconds to get a full clip. And they say they're doing this to stop camping, but in reality, if you're waiting even longer for the ammo, you're going to camp even longer to get your ammo back, and now you just made strikes more boring because people are going to do the same thing, sit in the back of the map, make a fucking sandwich, and then shoot their icebreaker, and then get them not hawk They're so useless. Bungie is being useless on this one. Icebreaker is one of those weapons that should have should have not been touched, especially when the Titan King comes out and is going to introduce a bunch of new exotics that will probably replace it anyways. Um, like and that brings us to the final nerf, the baller horn. Like a jowler horn, the galler horn, whatever the hell you want to call it. There's a few it. more, actually. But this is the one I want to talk about the most right now. Uh, all right, well, we'll still talk about the other ones, I guess, uh, after we talk yeah, about we this. So the Gallahorn's getting nerfed. Everybody, okay. So I made a video about this a while ago and talking about the Gallahorn, and I and I, I made this video way before they even announced it getting nerfed. But I I had my own opinions on what the Gallahorn was. So Destiny is all about progression and getting the best gear. Gallahorn one got sold once by Xur in week two of the game coming out, and nobody wanted to buy it. So like, who the fuck wants to waste their exotic slot on a heavy? And um. Nobody, like, some people bought it because they were smart, and then people like me were like, I'm not going to buy it, it looks pointless. I instead bought, I think, Sunbreakers, which got sold four weeks in a row, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so I have my own idea on Gallahorn is that this is the true endgame item that everyone wants to go for. This is the final goal of a Guardian. Getting level 34 was made incredibly easy in the House of Wolves, and Gallahorn was like, okay, I'm going to grind every day to try to get this one weapon. And now they're nerfing it. They're making the Wolfpack rounds do less damage. And um, and this was like one of the hardest weapons to get in the goddamn fucking game, pretty much. No, it was a nobody could ever get in. Yeah, it was it was the true end game reward. Like better than the goddamn Vex. At... Oh my god, pre nerf Vex was beautiful. And fucking Necrochasm, Jesus Christ, useless garbage. Okay. So what do you guys think about the Gallahorn nerf? Do you think it's actually justifiable? That they're nerfing the gun that was it's used. Retar- it's much- really retarded why they're doing it too. Uh, like they're reducing the damage of wolfpack rounds. Um, that's the only change. But they're doing it because they just they say they oh we we don't want people not playing with as many people because you don't have Gallowhorn. It's like but that's that's kind of true though. I'm a person that goes on LFG a lot. And before I got the Gallahorn, if if you weren't a hunter or a titan doing Crota, they wouldn't invite you. But if you were a warlock who had a Gallahorn, they would. If you had anything else, they wouldn't. 
Um, so I guess that in my in my eyes, that's a good I you know a good reason. It's a good reason. But the other but reason it, was that also stupid, they, like how they're going about it. And one thing, it was the Galahorn was so strong that it was the only exotic worth using. So I guess that's another really good reason for nerfing it, is that every other exotic wasn't used unless it was in PvP and it was a hand cannon. And um, I really do think it needs to get nerfed, but it just kind of sucks that nobody who hasn't got the Galahorn yet can enjoy the Galahorn for what it used to be. Um, Julian? The, the, the main Go problem ahead. that I have with them nerfing the Galahorn is... Uh, as Destiny players, we we sink in a lot of time into this game to get the best stuff, uh, and then as soon as we get them, uh, they tend to either nerf them or or do something that makes it not worth it, almost. But don't you agree that every boss in the game was fought just by spamming a Galahorn? That's true, but I mean... <laughs> well, remember all the troubles we've actually had even with Galahorn. To get to that point to where we actually have that weapon, we've had to go through so much. And that's true, but we also have to think about how this game's loot system is based so much off of randomness to where a veteran... I, okay, well, I played Vault of Glass, I think, two nights ago, and this, I was talking about Galahorn with somebody, and he's been an alpha player and has never got his Galahorn. And um, there was this... I don't I don't know how old he was, but he sounded kind of young, and he said he bought uh, Destiny after the Taking King, came, not Taking King, but House of Wolves came out, and he went, he got level 28, and he got the to the chest that you get for doing Prison Bellows for the first time, and it always gives you an exotic, and he got Galahorn immediately. So, I mean, a lot of veteran players that played since Alpha and Beta, they don't even have a Galahorn yet, but players that just started will get their Galahorn, and is that really fair, though? No, but at the same time, I think that's that's almost a different it's a different uh, problem, discussion. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a different problem. Yeah, I think that if there is... rewards their players, and there's just a huge list of things that they could adjust that would solve a bunch of other problems. Uh, this isn't the thing I have on the list, but I do want to talk about that a little bit, about how in the Taking King they are introducing new ways to get exotics. And one uh, example they gave us was there is a new exotic called the Sleeper Stimulant, which is a heavy slot fusion rifle that shoots pretty much Spartan lasers. That sounds. And the way cool. you get this, the way you get this exotic though, is by going around the dreadnought and finding the 50 pieces of it. Instead of getting randomness, it's about searching the dreadnought and finding all the pieces. So, and also people did the math, and this Sleeper Stimulant deals more damage than the Galahorn as well. So you can now get a better weapon better than the Galahorn just by. And everybody can get this weapon uh, by doing a bit of exploring or waiting until some guy makes a YouTube video about how to find all the pieces, which is pretty good. Which will probably be you, Taylor. <laughs> Absolutely. Chugga chugga. I'll oh, keep an eye on the site. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Galahorn nerf, it's it's interesting. Um, I agree with it, though. I mean, I get it, I, I, but I don't agree with it, but that that's my own opinion. That's the point of a podcast, baby. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Julian, what's your final thoughts? I'm all right with it. I mean, it it, it is unfortunate for for some of the uh, some of the people who are going to be getting it soon, hopefully. But uh, as somebody who's had it for a while, it's 
really not that big of a deal. All right. Trevor, do you want to talk about any more? Um... Uh, well, more some more uh, weapon up, uh, buffs and changes. Necrochasm is getting better. Thank fucking God. Let's put that in quotations, that it's getting better. When it's still gonna be garbage tier. Yeah, it, it will still it will still be bad, but at least they're improving. Necrochasm, probably the hardest exotic to get in the game by pure reward and RNG. Still gonna be garbage tier when they uh, update it, yeah. and that's my final opinion. Yeah, they're increasing. <laughs> Your turn. They're increasing the stability to sixty from forty. They're increasing magazine size. Uh, Cursebringer perk will always trigger on a precision kill now, and Cursebringer explosion has increased radius and deals more damage. If the gun itself doesn't do more base damage, then it's a pointless buff, because there's videos on YouTube of a guy wasting every single bullet and shooting into one of the uh, uh, level 35 hive knights when you go and fight the... What's the witch's name? Or the wizard's name when you fight Crota? Uh, the Death Singer, we'll just call her that because it's something Death Singer. I don't remember. Uh, there was a there was a video of a guy shooting every single bullet of the Necrochasm into one of her knights, and it didn't even kill it. And that's and if it doesn't buff damage, then the entire buff is just there to be like, oh look, we kind of care, but we don't care enough to make it good. It'll be good on ads. It won't be good on uh, strong enemies. So, and the entire point of Destiny when you do raids uh, is fighting Uryut. strong enemies. Yeah, Uryut. Oh yeah, Eryut. That's it. Uh, um, join. Do you have any opinions on it, Necrotasm? Uh, well, I never had a incentive to actually go and do the stuff required to get it, uh, and I don't think that's changed. There you go. It's still going to be bad. Yeah. Is there any interesting weapons you want to talk about still? Oh, or, oh uh, I, we have to talk about the, the sniper rifle, or because of PvP. Oh, yes, final round. Yes. Final, Go ahead. It's all you. All right. So final round. Uh, you know how everybody's in PvP and they're just spamming all but their last bullet into the freaking. Yes, Trevor. Gun. I do know that. I spend countless days sitting in my spawn with my teammates shooting snipers. What is Bungie gonna do to make this pain stop? Question mark. Okay. So there. Uh, the final round of sniper rifles buffs precision damage only now, not base damage. Gee, that sounds fantastic. So what you're saying is that now I can't get one shot in the foot by a sniper? Yes. Wow. Thanks, yes. Bungie. You have to be shot in the like head, pretty much. Unless you're so standing you're saying... in water. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now what you're saying is that no matter what final round means nothing in PvP because a headshot kills them anyways? Only with snipers, though. Gee, I love this game. Thanks, Bungie. Uh, final round will not be like that with uh, uh, anything else but a sniper. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that fixed Trials of Osiris quite a bit. Quite a bit, yes. So that won't change. Just, just, Trials of Osiris and spam final round and then go fight. <laughs> I mean, so? Fucking go be trash at the game because... Oh. So can we uh, can we agree we all like that? I fucking love it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no. No, that's, uh, that's all for, like... Really good changes. I mean, sniper. I mean, rockets. They're getting a freaking radius buff on uh, blast radius buff. Cool. Um, no land beyond's actually getting a buff. <laughs> is this? Oh, is still garbage tier though? Dude, I wouldn't Probably. even consider no land beyond garbage. I am good with that gun. 
Okay, we're talking about PvE here, Trip. Okay, well, I'm talking PvP here. Yeah, you're the cru- I, don't, I don't play Crucible, so you would know more about that. I love Crucible. Okay, let's talk about the most opinion part of this, probably. Actually, no, probably not. Um, I want to I want to talk about subclasses, the new ones in general, because I haven't done a podcast in such a long time. We never actually got to discuss our thoughts on the new subclasses. And I want to know if you guys are going to be changing your playstyle at all for these new subclasses. Because I used to be a strictly Warlock player, but after the Taken King got announced, I deleted one of my Warlocks and immediately made a Hunter because Night Stalker is the most support-heavy class I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I want you guys to talk about it first before I really get in there because, you know. To be honest, not. I don't really know everything that's going on with that, the, the new classes. Well, if you want, you do research real quick. Well, I talk about it, or Dylan can, or Julian. Dylan, goddamn, Julian, you're the same guy. <laughs> Trevor, as a Titan, you can shoot laser beams out of your chest. What? No. Because, is that another thing anymore? No. Damn. That's sorry, depressing. buddy. Ruin the dream, dude. You get, a, you get a hammer. Oh, see, that's not nearly as cool. So Titans get the solar hammer of soul, oh. and they get throw that around, and it does explosion damage. See, now I'm kind of sad. Warlocks become the Sith Lord, and they channel lightning through their fingers, and they, you, you pretty much transform into a lightning being, and you zoom around shooting lightning. And then there's the uh, Night Stalker Hunter, which has a bow, which um, is nothing but support class and no DPS. I was really looking forward to being Iron Man. Um, well, you can be Thor. A fire Thor. I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, for me personally, i probably switching my main from a Warlock to a Hunter, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, whatever you guys want to say, <laughs> go ahead. If you guys want to say anything... I'm just sad now. He's, he's a sad panda. One thing to note is that uh, um, Titans still are not getting Blink, so they'll be the only class without Blink still. That's unfortunate. People are very upset about that, a lot more upset than I thought would ever happen, that Titans are not getting a blink, when it doesn't make sense for them to have a blink because they're so fat. It's whatever. I don't like blink, to be honest. Blink, shock, and hype? Meta? It's overrated. Blink, shocking? Overrated. Blink, shocking. Anyways, yeah, no, the hammer of soul for the Titans, I, I... You'll be able to summon a flaming hammer that is capable of destroying multiple foes at the same time. So it's like a variation of just a normal yes. Titan Smash? Yes. Well, the Titan Smash, though, is that you jump and you slam into an area. The hammer is that you pull out a hammer and you fucking start chucking them. You don't have to oh, run them. You just throwing throw them. Not a... You can throw in melee and they one hit no matter what. Okay. I'm, Pretty much I'm liking it better now. <laughs> um, they get, okay, and then they get thermite grenades. When this grenade explodes, it sends a line of fire directly towards your intended target. There you go. There's your Iron Man. Your Thor and Iron Man. Uh, Sunstrike. The Sunstrike will allow Titans to ignite their enemies using a heavy solar strike. That's a melee, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Then fire. So Firekeeper will allow you the Hammer of Soul to last longer and get the benefits of an overshield if you're standing close enough to a sunspot. Okay, let's talk about them each individually a little bit. So, uh, Solar Titan, is it going to replace... Is it, So, I'm assuming Solar Titan's going to be the new PvP class, but in PvE, it's going to go unused because Defender is just too viable. Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, then, um, Stormcaller Warlock. I know this one a bit by heart because I've been reading it so much. Uh, the Stormcaller transforms into a lightning being, and he shoots lightning out of his fingertips that deals damage to all the enemies. 
Uh, he has a grenade that pretty much creates a temporary lightning storm over enemies. And um, his melee is it's pretty much like the melee we know now, except it deals lightning damage and has a lot more range to it. Um, like I said, this will probably be the new PvP build, but in PvE, I think Sunstinger is still too viable with itself revived to get replaced. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree with you on the Stormcaller, yeah. Um, that self-revive is probably the most useful thing out of all the classes, in my opinion, if you're playing uh, PvE. I agree. I, I like to use uh, self-revive, though, in PvP a lot, too, though, so... Yeah, I don't think... I don't think if, you like, gonna, if you're in a, go like a boss fight or something like that, then <laughs> that's invaluable. Yeah. Um, and then finally, there's Night Stalker, which I think is going to compete with Blade Dancer for the new PvE, um, head class. So the Night Stalker has a bow that binds enemies and makes them slow down, and while yeah. whatever you do it, the super, you can the, select it's a, called, yeah, it's, it's a super. It's called Shadow Shot. And what it does is that, and then there's, uh, of course, the perks you can assign to it, and one perk that we know is that while this is active, uh, and targets are binded, your entire team gets a, uh, a damage boost, which just sounds incredibly useful for any kind of, you know, anything that's going to happen. Yeah, um, it binds enemies. Other foes to avoid anchor is what it is. Restricting their movement and giving the rest of your fire team a chance to attack. They get, yeah, they... and what, what I was talking about, though, was one of the sub perks for it that it gives your team a damage boost while... Uh, enemies are tethered. Yeah, void wall grenade. The void wall grenade will create a horizontal wall of burning void light. We're not sure how effective it will be, but it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I was confused about that. It's it's not like a wall that's defensive. It's just a straight wall of damage. Is what uh is what the gameplay kind of looks uh, like. They'll, they'll get they'll get smoke. Hunters will smoke now, is very interesting. Uh, will now be able to throw smoke that slows and disorients any enemies that are unlucky enough to find themselves within its clouds. One thing I want to talk about is that that's its melee. You know that its melee is another grenade that is support grenade though, which, oh, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And then last but not least, they have sh uh, shade step. Hunters will be able to gain an invade that allows them to avoid damage. Perfect for guardians like us that bite off more than they can chew. So the way you do this is that if you're playing on PS4, you would run, and then you double-tap circle. If you're on Xbox, you double-tap B, and your guy will do a roll. And while he's doing this roll, any damage that would be dealt is instead ignored. Uh, but one thing to note is that this is one of the three like main perks. Like We all know that on a, any skill tree, the very right of the skill tree are the three really strong perks. Uh, for example, Sunsinger has Gift of the Sun, it has the Angel of Light, and it has... Viking Funeral, I think? I really can't remember. But the three strongest perks are always on the very right. Uh, so if you want this availability, you have to give up your other two really strong perks. Uh, but avoiding damage sounds incredibly strong, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to that. I, I, you know, I, I'm a Dark Souls player, so you, you learn to love to dodge. Uh, one thing to note is that it does have a hidden cooldown timer, so you can't just spam yeah. uh, roll all the way. That's good. So, final opinions on PvP and PvE. PvE, this is going to compete with Blade Answer for the support class. Uh, PvP, I want to say unused because it's not that incredible uh, to just tether your enemies. I mean, it could be helpful, but I think it would be a lot more useful to run it with a Golden Gun or a Blade Answer and just kill everybody. Yeah. Julian? Yep. Alright. So, subclasses, what is your guys' main subclass going to be uh, when the Taken King comes out? 
Well, my main class is a hunter already, so. But I'm um, probably going to, I'd say PvE, I, I will rock Night Stalker. PvP, I will probably rock, uh, probably just my golden guns. So you're still playing main hunter? Yep. I mean, I, Julian? I don't think it's really going to change that much. I'm going to try out the new subclass yeah. and see just how effective it is at certain things. Um, and kind of go from there. At the moment, just based on what we've uh, read and heard, I don't know if I can make a, a very good conclusion, actually, before actually you know, getting my hands on it and trying it out. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to try them all out before I make a final decision. That's And that's going to be easier to do, because when the Tank King comes out, if you don't have all three classes, you get a free character boost to level 20. So that's a little input. Awesome. Get quick. Um, for me... Night Stalker will probably be my new PVE main. I just love playing support roles more than DPS, and if I could be a medic, I would I would be a medic. Uh, for PvP, I don't play PvP, but if I did, Stormcaller would probably be the way to go. Uh, just going into an area, just shooting lightning out of your hands sounds fucking incredible. I always wanted to be uh, a Sith Lord, and uh, I can now fantasize being a Sith Lord, which is great. Yeah. All right, so we're almost done. And by done, I mean we have two more things to talk about. Uh, actually, technically three. Three? Yeah, hours. Three, you're right. Shit. Okay. So, let's talk about the story length. We know that the story is going to be six to seven hours long before endgame content for an average player, quote-unquote. Average player. (laughs) And that's including cutscenes and everything that Vanilla Destiny never had, because Vanilla Destiny's story was terrible unless you read the Grimmer. So, is that good? Which most people didn't, by the way. Is that good? Six to seven hours for forty bucks, good. Because all the content together that I've seen that's going to be in it for forty dollars, I don't think is is a very good price. But what they're saying is that uh, it's six to seven. I should have said that better. It's six to seven hours before you hit end game content. I I still don't think it's worth almost the price of a full game. That's, but there there are games <laughs> that you pay sixty dollars for th- like two to three hours of content. Uh, I think it depends on the quality of the game, and I don't think this is going to be much different than previous Destiny content, to be honest. Well, what they talk about so far is that they're going back and they're reworking the missions that were already in the game to make them make more sense. The stories they're doing now, the new missions, are going to have better cutscenes that involve characters that um, weren't really talked about before. There's going to be missions that involve uh, characters that really didn't have missions before. You can do missions for the Cryptarch, the Gunsmith, Aerosporn will have more missions, your Vanguard will have more missions. And these aren't boring missions, these are legit missions. Um, one thing to state is that now the Weaponsmith now has a new reputation system where he will give you prototype weapons to test in the field to gain more reputations. And then uh, one thing I want to talk about is that the more you level up your, your Weaponsmith, on Wednesday, there's a new thing called gun sale or something. I really don't remember it. But on Wednesdays, he will sell you a legendary gear, a legendary weapon with good rules on it that you don't have before. Um, so they're going back, they're reworking everything, and they're doing a bunch of things. It's it's a DLC, but it's also a huge game update as well. It's pretty much they took everything that everybody hated, and they're like, eh, fuck you guys, we'll make it better. And they did. Um so do we know where this puts players who aren't going to get the Taken King but still want to play Destiny? 
everything that's updating in the tower is going to be for all players, but the missions are going to be, I think, are going to be restricted to people who have a Taken King. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure. They really haven't clarified, but I think the Black, I mean, the Weaponsmith is going to be for all players because it just makes more sense that way. But if you don't have the Taken King, then, you know, you could, if you haven't even played Destiny yet, you can now pay what, 60 bucks to get Destiny Expansion 1, 2, and the Taken King, which yeah. is pretty insane. That's actually a pretty good deal. Um, a lot of people were pissed off about that. Well, but the people who are pissed off are people who have already paid for yeah, Destiny. Yeah. I spent 100 bucks so far on the game. You know, yeah. but it's, it's, the game's a year old now. You expect prices to drop, but that's, you know, that's kind of a radical drop, but it's fun. Uh, at least Bungie listened, because when they first announced the, the Collector's Edition content, the people oh, that have goodness. to buy the game again to get Collector's Edition content... Like okay, we're sorry. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll we we'll we will let the collector's edition content be viable by itself for twenty bucks if you buy the Taken King. Like, it's twenty bucks, but it's at least something. I'm probably gonna do that to be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> twenty bucks for three for emotes, dude. Hell yeah, I want more emotes. Right. <laughs> I want those goddamn emotes. Uh, I'm I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, I, and I want that exotic uh, class Flash items. items. Yep. Give so, bonus experience. is the Tank King worth 40 bucks so far in my eyes? Yes, you are getting a huge game update, plus seven hours of story, plus uh, the new raid, plus everything that happens afterwards. Yeah. And, of course, the 20 more levels to the game, which is great. Uh, um, leveling up levels. Level 40 cap now. Thankfully, we'll be able to start at 34 because that's what... Well, uh, all my characters are 34 with light, and that's where it'll put me. So, thankfully. So, Julian, I want your final opinion. 40 bucks for the DLC, I, is it worth it? I don't think it is uh, at this time. Alright. I, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it, it, it kind of sucks because the, uh, the last two expansions were kind of um, overpriced for what they gave us, but... It looks like they finally learned about the game a bit and what the community wants, and now they're actually implementing all these cool things that we wanted. That's true. Oh. I'm, I'm all up for the game getting improvements and making it more fun, especially for newer players so they can keep their player base going. But it almost seems like they're punishing people who started out playing the game when it first came out, which, I don't know, it's a little bit off-putting. Well, you know, if we did play Destiny before uh, this came out, though, remember, we do also get the uh, the year one package for free. That's true. Uh, which gives us the exclusive Sparrow shader emblem and all that cool things. And they said they're going to be announcing more stuff for that soon, uh, which is a while ago, but they still might announce stuff. They said they would, but we just have to wait. Quotes. Um, so let's talk about... Okay, this is actually going to be the most controversial one. Leaving everything behind from year one. In Game Informer article, they posted that they found gear better than their raid legendaries from year one that were green rarity, so uncommon, and common gear is now better than your year one uh, raid legendaries. You guys go first. I'll be here. That kind of feeds into them, my, me thinking that they're punishing players that, you know, played a winner came out. I mean, that's, I don't know if I like that, man. I, I don't. I'm not trying to be cynical. It's just. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, um, but to be fair, I really wouldn't like the idea of going into year two and then everybody does the same thing what they did with the House of Wolves, 
where they're like, this is my favorite gear, Ascend, and then your Fatebringer is the same gun you use all the way until the end of Destiny 1. I kind of like having that, that option. Like, you don't have to do it, but if you want to, you can keep your character how it was. But one thing to say about that, too, is that they said that um, common, uncommon, and rare gear isn't going to suck anymore, either. It's going to have a bunch of perks that you've never even seen before. Well, that's good. Um, I know we all earn our raid gear, we all earn our legendaries and all that, and we really do work hard for these, but it's it's a year into the game now, and if we just get everything we had, there wouldn't be no progression to the game anymore. Um, because we already have the best gear, we just hit Ascend, and then we're done. And that's what happened with House of Wolves, is that everybody just ascended their gear, and that's why the game became so boring, because there was nothing to progress to anymore. Yeah, like, I hit 34 uh, on all three characters in a freaking day. Exactly, it was just way too easy. And that's why everybody got bored of House of Wolves. They, there was no progression to it. You ascended and you were done. I think that's why they're doing this with the Taken King, is that they don't want people to be, here's my gear, make it better, and then they just call it quits. Um, they're making it so you ha you get to level 40 now by actually leveling and not light level, and then you get light gear, which makes you stronger, and then you go do the raids. Because honestly, Vanilla Destiny was really good in the way it made people progress to where you started off terrible, and then you got really strong at the end. Taking King is kind of doing that again, and like House of Wolves didn't do that. It was, here's your gear, etheric light, you're done with the game. So I'm really excited that they're making us leave behind all of their gear, uh, just because now it won't be as repetitive as it used to be, where everybody's running around with a Fatebringer, and that was it. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. It's going to be sad seeing all that gear go away, especially because they don't want... They still don't say anything about Vault Space, which we all know is a pain. It's not happening. Um, it's not happening. They're not increasing it. Uh, just give me DLC, I'll buy it. <laughs> you can buy Vault Space. I'd, I'd throw money at that. Don't, don't say that. They might be listening. They're, they're, they're probably, they're Yeesh. probably Yeesh. I literally have my credit card out right now. <laughs> I got my um, credit card and PayPal ready. Take all the money. Please, please, <laughs> um, please make it so the, there is a uh, a guy who sits there and it's Snoop Dogg and he just hands you your gear. I'll pay for that. Yeah, I pay. I pay solid money for I, that. I, I agree. Snoop Dogg in every game. Let's just do that. Snoop, I'm down. Activision, you know they have Bungie, they have Call of Duty. Might as well. So, leaving on the gear, I think it's a good idea. It's going to make the game last longer, which is the, kind of the point. Um, so, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Uh, it was fun with the Fatebringer for year one, but if we use the same gear all the way through year two, the game would be incredibly stale. Final words, guys. I, I like how they're trying to improve everything. That's what my final verdict on that one is. Improvement is always good. Learn from things that you might not have done the best, and then, you know, just try to make it Year fun for players. Year one of Destiny was the beta, guys. Yeah, we, we, we literally got... Play the beta. <laughs> it seems like everything we're doing is just so much better. And Taking King just looks like nothing but improvements. There has not been a single thing they announced where it's like, holy shit, I'm going to go burn down an orphanage and kill all the babies. Um, everything announced pretty pretty far was like, hey, sun shines and fucking rainbows, because why not? That was pretty damn grim, just saying. I'm very glad that there was nothing other that made you want to do that. I mean, back in Manila, Destiny, there was quite a few things. I agree with that. You're on that <laughs> one now, too. Um, so, the last thing we have listed, of course, is uh, something that 
I don't think these guys really know much about because I never sent them the link because I suck. Uh, yeah, uh, I yeah, I have not heard of. Pretty much, public events are getting harder. They're getting yeah, a I, lot more rewarding. I know about that one. Like and the there's a new public event called the Court of Oryx, where you will enter, and then you have to. Have, it's a fire team public event, which is a new thing where you need a fire team. Um, and then you join, and other fire teams can come in and help. And pretty much what you do is that you fight off waves of not enemies but bosses. And at the end of all these bosses, you get a a bunch of loot, and this all happens in patrol mode. Um, they said they're updating patrol mode for it to be incredibly more fun. Uh, a few examples are they're making yeah. a ton of new bounties. They're making it so now you can turn in bounties without having to go back to the tower. That's good. Just a bunch of really fun things. But Court of Orcs looks very interesting. It's like mini Prison of Elders in patrol mode where you fight off bosses and you get some loot at the end. Yeah, they're trying to make they, they they're trying to make public events harder so it's not just oh you know I just go in and just shoot uh, you know shoot my gun and call it good. Yeah, any public event right now could be solved with a Galhorn. Yeah. Another okay. Um, I'm I, I'm bad at this. I'll go into a public event uh, just to activate it and walk away and let somebody else finish it for me. And now it looks like they're kind of changing that. And uh, one thing I also didn't list is that now there's new forms of bounties called fire team bounties and weekly bounties, uh, which requires a bunch of. You know, a bunch of teamwork and help to do all these incredible things. <laughs> well, uh, technically, we already have weekly bounties if you have the DLC, but do we? Yeah, those aren't bounties. Well, no, uh, freaking the lady and uh, you have to go kill somebody. It's technically a bounty. No, but well, that's not. Weekly, they they don't re- They only reset once a week, though. The only bounty that resets once a week is Eris's Morn's um, get kills in a nightfall, and that's the only weekly one. Oh no, no no oh uh Petra Petra, Petra okay. yeah Petra has yeah but those aren't really you know those aren't those aren't hard bounties they're not those hard just, I'm just saying we technic I said technically technically yes you are correct shut up <laughs> I mean do we have anything else to talk about oh uh, so you said there's gonna be uh fire team bounties yes okay but no for for the patrol thing where you could go in as a fire team and there'll be ones that require you to be in a fire team yeah right. Um, yes. Uh, have they talked about adding any sort of matchmaking to help with that? Or do I have to... They have not stated anything okay. about matchmaking for patrol mode. Yeah, no. All right. And they said they won't bring matchmaking to raids and all that stuff, too. So. Which I think is a good idea. That's fine, but I mean, patrol mode at least... I know. It... Get some friends, you loser. Jeez. No, no, that's... It's, it's... Trying to get it so... Uh, everybody's schedule lines up is the tough part. You're right. And sometimes I just want to be able to put the game in and play it, but if I can't get everybody's schedules to match up, then I what am I supposed to do? That's a good point. Um, so I think that's all we have. Go to Destiny uh, Tracker. Destiny <laughs> yeah. This is a really, really long people. episode. It's not as fun. We are currently 59 minutes into recording. <laughs> So I think that's a good I think that's a good comeback for the Destiny Pod or Guardian Down podcast. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm Owegos. I'm joined by Julian, who might be a permanent member. It depends if he could come in and record or not. Yeah, if if I'm if I'm off work, I would definitely uh, stop by. And of course, uh, Trevin or uh, his name that I still don't know how to pronounce. Zintheus. Zintheus. Um, he is a permanent member. Uh, we pretty much record based off when he has work. And, you know, you only hop on that train, too. You should uh, 
type the phonetic spelling into the, the chat. Um, so, thank you guys for coming out for a return of Guardian Down Podcast. Um, I think this is episode five? Four, I think. <laughs> is it four? Yeah. I don't I know. I think I was on three. Yeah, we had, I, I, I checked it, it was three. Guardian Down Podcast. Oh my goodness, he's Googling, uh, YouTubing it right now. Yeah, I'm YouTubing. Uh, I, I think we got to episode three and then we stopped. Yeah. Yes. Um, but hey, anything else you guys want to talk about real quick? We done? I think we're good. Should we do shout-outs to... You guys uh, shout wherever the hell you want. Yeah. You can follow me at underscore Julian Pena on Twitter. J-U-L-I-A-N-P-E-N-A. Thank you shout very out much. Shout-out to, um, <laughs> shout-out to KFC for giving me some really good chicken and biscuits before we started. Try the double down. Don't, no, don't. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do not try the double down. That is diabetes. If you want diabetes and a heart attack all in one, get the double down. It's chicken between – I mean, it's chicken, then cheese, then bacon, then more chicken. I mean, it's a fat guy's paradise. Yeah, maybe we'll even flash a picture of the in the video. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we apologize right now. <laughs> um, so go eat a double down. It's probably fantastic. Um uh. If you guys want to ask us any questions, I probably said this at the first the start of the video. If you guys ever want to ask us anything to talk about, leave it down below. We will. Um, if we think it's a good question, if your question sucks, then we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> That's the wow. truth. Yeah, just, just laying wow. down the law. <laughs> but um, I don't know. If you if there's anything else you guys want to add to the podcast as well, like any more segments, let us know. Um, like we, it doesn't have to be strictly Destiny. At the end of the videos, we can sometimes talk about other things if you really want to. For example, that um, KFC double down. Exactly, <laughs> and don't expect these to usually last an hour. Actually, maybe I don't know. This is our first time recording in a while, and our and our subject list wasn't really that long. I think we had like one, two, three, four, five. Three, four, five. We we only had six topics, and that took us an hour. Uh, so they're probably gonna last around that amount of time. It depends if there's more than one of us, because I feel like if me and Trevor are just here, it'd be like 30, but if the more people we have, it'll be longer, which I like having more people. It gives us more opinions. Yeah. And, um, Opinion, like opinions stuff. are good. Opinions are fantastic. Okay. They can be crappy sometimes, but they're good to hear. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, uh, we these go live every Friday, uh, or at least that's the plan. Uh, my name is Owegos, joined by Zentheus. Joined by Julian. Holy shit, he said and my see name. You guys. You got it right, man. <laughs> joined by. Alright, so my name is Oigo. Joined by Heavy Ammo Synthesis and Julian. And I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Guardian down. <laughs>